episode of Post Fades and Cheese. Oh, wow. Post Fades and Cheese Sticks. I can't even, I can't even talk today. Long day, man. Long day. <laughs> it really was. I had, had fucking root canal this morning. So, did you? Was, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, my. How was uh, that? I've, I've never, I've heard of it. I, I just heard no, it's like a mysterious illness. It's like uh, kind of like polio to me. Like, illness. you know, you hear about it. Um, you hear about it, but I don't actually know anyone that's had root canal besides I, you now. This is actually the fourth time I've had root canal. Um, Four times. Yeah. Do you lucky me? Do you brush your teeth? Your <laughs> yes, birthday's coming up soon, cool. isn't it? Can I get you a toothbrush? <laughs> I do brush my teeth and floss and mouthwash. Um, I I think I've just been very say, I, very I unlucky. I don't believe you. I very don't believe you brush teeth. your teeth. I do. I. It's a it's a long story. It's I, my dentist said something about like the my saliva like ph levels might be really low and so it doesn't like help kill bacteria as well as like other normal people uh interesting and i just have had very bad luck with teeth so so you um, should be gargling pool water every morning is what you really need a little increase in the basically <laughs> but wow, yeah that's yeah i never knew that about you i learned something new we've known each other for a long time that's something new though yeah i never knew that's root canal is one thing it's expensive but like it's one thing that i i'm willing to pay a little more for like someone who actually knows what they're like someone who's like a trusted expert because yeah i went to one when i was a kid and i just remember it took like three hours and it was like kind of like a like a suspect job like he didn't do a phenomenal work um obviously not you've had three more since then (laughs) yeah well the guy i went to today and then the one last time um it was like like today was it was two two of my front teeth and numbed me up, cleaned it out, and I was good to go within like an hour. Like it was real quick. Um, and he's yeah. like super good at it. So, but yeah, it's not, I did it's wonder not this. Fun. I'm all drugged. I did up, wonder know? this. <laughs> yeah, when like when you walk to the dentist, I was wondering like, does he come out immediately to go greet you at the door? You know, give you a cup of coffee. Like you must be his favorite. You know, patient. Four root canals and a genetic root canal disorder. I think that's that's every dentist wet dream, but I, I'm I'll give you this I'm I'm impressed you mm. you seem put together, um even though you've been drugged up on you know whatever you, Novocaine laughing gas whatever you got uh, t- just a lot of Advil and uh, Tylenol to help with the like uh, the swelling and soreness and stuff so well you got to sell it for something more because I mean your takes on this podcast are usually ridiculous but at least you have an excuse you were like drugged uh, yeah, up yeah. all day. I mean, my yeah. game picks were pretty bad this week, so we'll see. I'll, Can't uh, say I'm surprised. Yeah, well, you only had two better picks than I did, so let's, let's relax. Yeah, it's still, it's still quite a bit. <clears throat> Anyways, let's get to the bread and butter. Our lovely Philadelphia Eagles put off a highest. They were they were uh, part of the highest scoring game of the week. Uh, beat the Lions 38-35. Lions, they kind of let the Lions crawl back. I mean it. it they blew them out at one point and then the lines put some offense together. But I think in the first half, like Jared Goff had, was like, what, like four, he had like four passes completed out of like 12 or something. Like they were doing a lot better this time around. Whereas, you know, last year the defense was letting like hundred percent completion percentages, but. That is true. No, I, I mean, the, the score itself highlights two major, you know, eye-catching the statistics mm. one you gave up 35 points to the detroit lions but the other you managed to score 38 points uh i i'm with you i i kept on thinking throughout the game was like why can they not just put the lions away at no point did they just put them away 
They just yeah. were hanging around, hanging around. And then it became a field goal game, which at some point in that game is actually ridiculous to think. Because you're right, they were absolutely dominating uh, for uh, a couple of stretches there. I will be honest, though. Like, I did not when, – when they started, like, coming back and scoring, there really wasn't a point in my mind where I thought the Eagles were actually going to lose this game. Like, I think I was yeah. confident enough when they were on offense that they were going to be able to, like, convert and get some yards and run the clock out. It's not like past years where you're, like, stressing. Like, I actually felt like they – they were going to take control at the end and they did. So, um, you know, credits Jalen hurts. I think he played more good than bad. He was a little up and down, but again, yeah. it's the first, the first couple of weeks for every team are going to be rough. Like the Packers lost already and they Rogers looked like shit. So like, it's going yeah, to sure. be, and same with Denver, like it's going to take time, but I think uh, Jalen is enough of a weapon with his feet that like basically makes up for it. I mean, he had 90 rushing yards and 243 passing yards. You combine that for a normal quarterback that's over 350 or 330 yards passing, you could say. Yeah. So that's good numbers. No, I thought – I think I, – I mean, there was definitely a lot of good to take from it. More good, But the yeah, defensive sure. side, like I think I think the defense looked dominating a couple stretches there. Mm-hmm. There was like three series in a the row run. they just looked lights out. And then there was a couple series after that where it was like they just forgot how to tackle I, I saw yeah. broken tackles from men, Epps, Gardner Johnson, just Bradbury. Everyone had their moment, and they were just just not tackling. It was so infuriating to watch because you just want this team to put them out. Um, I didn't see much in the pass rush department either, to be honest. That was a little disappointing. I don't think I heard Hassan Reddick's name called once. The only yeah. reason I know Derek Burnett was out there is because he tore his ACL. Yeah, but I mean, that sucks. Cats off to I think hats off to the Lions' offensive line. They they are clearly a strong unit. You know, they they had their way, um, but definitely a matchup between two very strong offensive lines. That's another positive I'll take from our offense. I thought our offensive line was you know handling the uh, Lions' That's defense. That's the thing. Like on when they were running, when they were passing, they weren't doing as well. But that the like anytime that like Miles Sanders had a seven point four yards per carry average. Yeah. Like, why did yeah. they not keep it? And that was only to, like, I think he only had, like, two two or three carries in the first half. And then he finished with 13 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Like, Oh, I know. I mean, you had four guys run for a touchdown. You're, you're, that your, is entire, be... your entire running back roster, all three of them scored touchdowns, and then Jalen. So that's, that's pretty wild. Uh, was, there were the, definitely some high points, because I think on the offense, there was, you know, A.J. Brown was great. A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown was the number one wide receiver. You thought he was. I thought he was. Beautiful. The league thought. He looked great. What a guy. The other side of that is, can we just confirm that Devontae Smith was on that plane to Detroit? Yes, because he, he dropped the pass. I remember that in the first quarter. And then... That's the only thing I saw him do. He didn't do anything after that. I barely even knew he was on the roster. Yeah. I mean, I will say I did notice like him and Goddard and even A.J. Brown, there were stretches where Hurts decided to run the ball, and they looked like they were open or breaking to be open. Um, and, I mean, that happens on every play with every quarterback. I'm not trying to nitpick him, but um, it, I don't know if it's just longer routes or whatever, but um, it looked like there was a healthy rotation, too. Like, I saw um, Pascal in a lot. I saw Quez Watkins in a lot. Um, yeah. I want, I want to see more Goddard involved earlier. He didn't get involved till like later. It felt like at times, but overall, I, do, I think I offense. Mean, I think offense is going to be as they continue to grow and like play together better, especially now with AJ Brown opening things up. If Miles Sanders can get seven yards a carry and uh, 
even Kenneth Gainwell was on four four yards of carry. Um, they're going to be oh, pretty hard to defend. Yeah, I they was reading a lot of articles. Funny. Yeah, I was reading a lot of articles like the past couple of days, and like a lot of like different websites were saying that they think the Eagles are going to be pretty scary on offense once they start clicking on all cylinders. Because if you take away the pass, they'll run. If you take away the run, they'll either throw it or have Jalen Hurts break out and scramble. So good luck. Yeah, no, I I, I hear that. I mean, I even after week one, I'm not going to crown us, you know. Oh no! Division yeah. champs after we won, but like I mean, it was the Lions, the but they they played like that was their Super Bowl. Like they were. I got, I, listen, you said fire. that the Lions were going to be respectable this year, and yeah, I got to give credit. They looked like respect. So part of that Devonte Smith slander about how on, how he didn't do anything. I, I mean, hats off. I think Jeff Okuda played really well. I think he literally yes, just took away Devonte Smith. I mean, mm. I didn't see him involved in a lot of passes against AJ Brown. I, I like whenever I saw him on the field, he looked like he was on Devonte Smith. You heart you didn't really hear his name at all because Devontae Smith was never targeted. Yeah. But um I thought he played pretty well. But I think the team in general, the Lions, showed more fight than they're used to. That offensive line is a beast. They were pushing people around. They their run game looked fine. DeAndre Smith Swift had a hell of a game. I mean, I will say, um, just to, as a point, there definitely will be games. I think there'll be at least one game this year where both Devontae and AJ Brown both have over hundred receiving yards each. But, oh yeah, no, I, I mean, but, I, like, I agree with that. To put it into perspective, like the Vikings, like Adam Thielen's still a very good starter, a respectable receiver. He had three catches for 36 yards, whereas Justin Jefferson had nine for 184. Like someone yeah. else is going to get the ball. So obviously Devontae's not going to be as involved. And then they were running at the end. So I'm not surprised he, I was surprised he, fin- he finished with zero, but I'm not surprised he didn't have big numbers, you know? Well, here's the other thing. Like, I mean, besides the fact that they won, obviously they won, so everything is okay. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm not even like slightly kind of worried about Devonta Smith not doing anything because I'm not worried at all. I saw I saw AJ Brown just show what a true number one wide receiver is because I haven't yeah. seen that in what 15 years now, maybe more than that. He was just almost like, 20 years. He's big and he's fast a number and one wide receiver, open. man. Every time you need a play, he just went and got it. That yeah. slant with him is going to just be unstoppable. Ooh. He's too big bodied. A couple times, man. He just that deep ball. Jalen hit uh, um him like fifty yards. That was great pass. Money, great pass. But you know what? That's a number one wide receiver getting open and making that catch too. Mm -hmm. Beautiful ball. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, he is going to be a problem. Devontae Smith doesn't need targets when you have AJ Brown. I love it. Yeah, that's that's what's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to see like if if a cornerback happens to shut down our receivers, you know, or AJ Brown or Devontae, whatever, like. Do oh, one you of them go off or whatever? Does got to go off? We, we, oh, know. we can run the ball. Like, there's so many options. Oh, no. True number one wide receivers, like, you just can't really shut them down. You can slow them down, but you can't shut them down. Devontae yeah. Smith is not a true number one wide receiver right now in his career. If we didn't get A.J. Brown, then, yeah, he would have been our number one wide receiver. He was our number one wide receiver last year. Well, he got close but, to 1,000 yards last year, too. Yeah, and, I mean, he's got potential. I'm not saying anything against Smith, but yeah. – if he was your number one wide receiver and you saw him do what he did against the Lions, then that would be a huge problem. But the thing is, you've got A.J. Brown who just can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. He's so damn good. Yeah. And he just, oh, you love the deal when it was made because you're like, oh, first round pick, reasonable contract, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you saw him hit the field and you're like, damn, he is the best wide receiver I've seen on this team since Terrell. What was it? Ten, 10 catches, 155 yards? Oh, it's, those are I stats like, I couldn't have dreamed. It was over a hundred before halftime. <laughs> like, oh, that was so beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful. I that is I I will tell you this. My biggest 
my biggest concern from what I was watching is how poor the tackling was, especially in the secondary. My they, biggest they, like high, my biggest high is watching AJ Brown, watching a true number one wide yeah. receiver, which I haven't seen in 15 years. Was my I will, biggest high. I will say in the many, many years that I've watched the NFL, September is always historically been talked about as teams are just poor at tackling because they either don't tackle in training camp or they just weren't doing it in enough in uh, preseason games or whatever. Like that's like every team's going to struggle for a couple of weeks here before they get all acclimated. Oh, back. I agree with that. So I'm not too worried. Um, I saw enough of Kaiser White's like stuff from when he was with the Chargers that I think he's going to be fine. I think I Gardner Johnson. Will, I thought he looked fine. Yeah, they'll they'll all settle in. Um, Marcus Epps, we'll see. I'm still like a little iffy on him as a starter. I'm I'm hearing a lot of good things, but. You know, he made some good plays, made some bad plays. So we'll see how that goes. And then, I mean, I didn't really see Bradbury or Sl- Slay got beat on one touchdown, but it was like a really good pass yeah. from Jared Goff. Like on the I mean, line. Bradbury had a touchdown. And Bradbury, yeah, Bradbury had that pick six. So I think Bradbury and Slay, besides the one touchdown, both played really well because I didn't see them, anyone catch against them really that often. So, I mean, they did give up 35 points. I, I'm not, I, I know the defense scored a touchdown and they had some moments, but that, this is not something to be proud of. 35 mm. points to the Jerry Goff well, led. I, I want to see, I want to see how they play against the Vikings because that's, that's a different, oh, that's, that's a different offense. So I would, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the Vikings, I think, are a legit team. I, I preluded to this in our season preview. I think they're actually, I think they're a legit team. I, I forgot that they got Zadari Smith too. So that's like, yeah. Damn. Hey man, if Daniel Hunter can stay healthy, that's a nice yeah. little. That's the best. Eric Kendricks, really underrated linebacker yeah. still. They got um, oh, damn, I forgot they had some other linebacker. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Jordan Hicks, I think is on their team now. Oh, is he? I think I could double check on that, but I remember hearing his name this weekend. Yeah, I know he, the Cardinals um, cut him for salary or something. So one thing I think. And I got to be honest, he is one of the most decisive players so far in his Philadelphia Eagles career because there's so just so much unknown, I would say, about him. People that will just die on the hill supporting him no matter what. And then people are just trying to bring him down before he gets an opportunity. But obviously, we need to talk about Jalen Hurts. Mm. I think he played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he, he made plays. He was impact. His running game looked great. I mean, behind that offensive line with the running attack. But we already knew that. I thought that A.J. Brown was one of the best passes he's made in the NFL so far. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful ball. I will say my one criticism, and I think he played well. He won you the game, and he was very important in, in the success that Ovens had. My one criticism would be when he got blitzed, he did not seem to be able to handle that at all. I didn't see him hit the hot route once. Like when he, He's either not seeing it at the line or just sees the blitzers coming and immediately starts to think, I need to run. I didn't see him just get the ball out of his hands quick one time. They blitzed heavy. The Lions brought a lot of blitzes. But you know what? Every team that's going to watch this film is going to do the same exact thing. And, hey, listen, I still think he's good. I think he had a very good game. But my one little critique was he did not look good against that blitz. He looked like he was just not picking up on it or just wasn't ready for it. It was rattled. Because mm-hmm. every time I saw him bl- get blitzed, he was looking to run, and it just went nowhere. I didn't see any big plays off that blitz. Yeah. I don't know. I, I – uh... I think he'll continue to he I think he looks better already though than he did last year at times. Oh yes, of course. So he played I, very well. I, it was a good game. Yeah, I think he'll we'll see how he, he has to develop. We'll have to see. He's, he's only of in his course. second season. I'm not writing him off. He's just yeah. this is why he's the most decisive person. Because yeah. even if you say one criticism, half the group, half the like the people will kill you. Then before you even say a word about him, people are just ripping him that he can't throw the ball. 
so he's very decisive in that fact and i don't think it's like really him i think it's like we just don't know we have so much riding on him but we've only seen him play so little mm. he was a second round pick that was a backup got some snaps and here we are but i thought he played well i just think that's one area we'll keep our our nose on because teams are going to see that blitz and see that it worked and be running it out in the next couple weeks yeah but um yeah overall i thought it was a it was an entertaining game it was a, it was a good game so like I said, the Vikings game Monday night. Yeah, that's that'll be tell a us chess. A, was that'll, they'll tell us a lot. You are right. No matter how bad they were in certain aspects, I never once thought they were going to lose that game. No. I, I waited for them to do it the entire game. Just put them away. You just needed one more touchdown at a certain point. Just put them away. And they never did. But I mm-hmm. no point did I ever really think we were going to lose that game. Yeah. And, you know, hats off to the team. But, hey, we won. We're 1-0. Yeah. We are uh, tied for the division lead. The Cowboys are not, so fuck them. Yeah. And um, I think the week one has proved to me that NFC is more open than I expected. I mean, the NFC East has three 1-0 teams, so. That's true. <laughs> and the only one that's 0-1 is the one with the quarterback uh, yeah. with his broken hand or broken thumb or whatever. But, um, yes, so there were other games besides the Eagles. So I'll do a. Quick run through. Um, we have uh, the Thursday night opener was the Bills just sloshed the Rams. Um, yeah. I went and watched this at a bar, uh, and it was like what through 10, 10 3 at halftime or something. Like it was boring, low scoring. I left at half. I drove home, and then like I turned the TV on, and it was like you know thirty one ten or whatever. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> um, uh, Josh Allen just stiff arming grown men to the ground and. Yeah, they the Bills definitely look legit. I think the Rams just had that Super Bowl hangover. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? I'd be interested to see. We'll have to get the production team on this. But oh god, how how many times that the, the defending Super Bowl champs win that Week One game? Because I I feel like this happens a lot. They usually go against someone that's really good or expected to be really good. Because you know it's the first game, it's that Thursday night, the kickoff. You got the defending champs versus whoever. But I remember, like, off the top of my head, I can remember the one year um, Peyton Manning, first year with the Broncos, played the Ravens, who were defending champs, and he put up, like, six or seven touchdowns against them. And it was the beginning of that crazy year where he just broke every NFL passing stat. But, I mean, the Ravens got torched that year. The Rams got torched the year this year. I don't remember who the Buccaneers played. And there was uh, – oh, the Buccaneers – oh, you know what? Yeah, they won that game. It was close, but they did win that game. They, I, I'm just curious if that happens more times than we think. Like the Super Bowl champ comes in, target on their back, and struggles in that first game, the first kickoff, where basically if you don't play the Cowboys, you're probably going to lose. But the Cowboys being as terrible as they are, they're like the perfect, they're actually the perfect team to play against. Everyone's going to watch them. It's going to be a national TV game. There's yeah, about like, you know, I think how more- many. I don't know what you were going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I was more... say how many Cowboys fans are there? You don't count the cockroaches. You'll have the same amount no, of Cowboys fans. The guy, yeah, the cockroaches. I think um, more often than not, the the losing team of the Super Bowl usually has like a rough first couple games to start the season. Um, but the the winner usually takes care of business. Yeah. I remember that yeah, garbage. First, first what was week, that? though? What was that garbage game? uh it wasn't even remember wasn't it like the nfl 100 year anniversary or whatever and it wasn't even the super bowl the, teams it was like the bears and the packers or something oh well, yeah and it was like a 10-3 yeah. season opener and everyone was like don't ever do that again <laughs> i forget well now that i'm looking at it the the 
Buccaneers obviously won last year, mm-hmm. and the uh, Chiefs won the year before. They played the Texans week one. Mm-hmm. So maybe my logic doesn't have any point to it, but I, I just feel like off the top of my head that the Super Bowl champ usually loses that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the year before that for the Chiefs was the Bears versus Packers 10 to 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. Yes, makes me want to vomit. Oh. All right, so take me around the league. What do we yes, have? What's yes. the sites? Uh, then we had like like we spoke about Eagles won 38-35 with the Lions. Uh, here come a couple of the surprises. So we had the Steelers. Funny enough, so the Steelers and the Colts both went into overtime again. So Steelers and Bengals tied twenty twenty, went overtime. Colts and the Texans were tied twenty to twenty, went overtime. Yeah. Like twenty is not a normal score. First of all. So for four teams to score 20 points is, is just bizarre. Um, the Steelers ended up winning after both teams just kept missing field goals. That overtime was absurd. Was that brutal. was honestly, that that game was my favorite game by far this week one. And I got to say, it was everything you hope for in football. There was emotions. It was unpredictable. There was pain. Mm. It just, it was ludicrous. Like Jamar, what I was watching. Jamar Chase insane. doing one-handed catches and then giving middle fingers to Minka Fitzpatrick was great. <laughs> yeah, um, how well that aged. So they won. And then, uh, boy, you know, it's funny because um, I got asked if I wanted to be in a, a knockout pool earlier the, in the day on Sunday. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? 50 bucks, you know. I was like, oh, what teams? Uh, Texans, you know, they're, they're looking a little rough. They got some growing to do. I'll take the Colts. They fucking oh. tie. I'm like, we Did you one? win? Do you get to pass on or do no. you lose? I, it's a loss. Oh. I'm already out. And the buy-in's like, the, and I'm like, mm, tie, no. tie goes to the runner. Tie goes to the runner. Yeah, well, apparently not. But, uh, oh, well, that sucks. yeah. That sucks. So the Colts somehow couldn't beat the Texans and they tied in overtime. Um. To be fair, they change quarterbacks, but they are still inept and lose critical moments yeah. again. AFC South bottom feeders. I will say the Texans might have a quarterback oh, in Davis Mills. Will you sh- no, shush. I don't I like him. I think shush. he's solid. Oh my god. Okay, get him yeah. some good coaching you and like, some more weapons. Oh that oh it's just let me just go get a whole new coaching staff and the team. You're asking for a lot. I mean they haven't if you got me enough. Smith listen, is if you got now. If you got me, you know, Bill Belichick and, and enough wide receivers to make me look good and off the line that prevents, you know, more than the Great Wall of China, I would be pretty good. Okay. Anyways, speaking of Bill Belichick, he uh, went to Miami and lost once again. The Dolphins won. I, uh, you know what? I'm so mad, so mad I took the Patriots on our picks. And I'll tell you exactly my reasoning because I wanted to take Miami because the New England always loses in Miami. That's yeah. why big old Bill so you brought took them the four days before the game. Well, because here was my logic. Here was my logic. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick has had an entire offseason to plan for this game. Mm-hmm. And clearly that didn't make any difference mm-hmm. because I wanted to take the Dolphins and I talked myself out of it because I was like, Bill Belichick has had six months to think about this game. And it looked like he didn't have six hours to plan for that game. They just looked terrible. Yeah. But oh well. Yeah. Dolphins, though. Mm-hmm. That's a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, we'll see. Um Browns beat the uh, Baker Mayfield Panthers twenty six to twenty four. That was so, tough. Yeah, that was a weird game. Rough, Panthers rough. came back at the end and almost almost won, but uh, McCaffrey had only had game. like only had like thirteen touches. I don't know what they're. Uh, I know they're trying to keep him healthy, game, but huh? yeah. Robbie Anderson had a big game. He did. Yeah, Temp- uh, he's from Temple, right? For sure. Yeah, very important because he commented the slander against Baker Mayfield when the rumors came out that they were trading for him. Nice. nice. And he was like, no. 
And then here we are. How quickly <laughs> life comes. All right. So, uh, uh, what do you got for me next? Uh, so we got Bears beat the uh, 49ers 19-10. to 10. Bears, that was a wet and wild game that was. Yeah, well, well, I don't know about the wild, but it was definitely wet. Um, Painful to watch at some points. Yeah. Um, who else won? We got Saints. <laughs> Poor Falcon fans, man. Falcons blew another lead. <laughs> they were. I just they can't were, believe it. They were handling the Saints. And then next thing I know, scoreboard said 27-26 Saints. I was like, I'm not even surprised. It's just, uh, it's so painful to watch. This is what is this? Is like the second coach since Dan Quinn? Like the curse just can't leave them. Yeah, no, they're they're forever doomed. Um, Ravens took care of business, beat the Jets and Joe Flacco, twenty four to nine. Uh, good, looked good. Um, Carson Wentz had like four tutties, two interceptions, uh, but Commanders beat the Jaguars, twenty eight to twenty two. Um, okay. He actually looked pretty pretty solid. So we'll see how that he did. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, he he did look pretty good. They they looked like uh you know better than they normally do the the commanders. Yeah, they got they got some good skill players on on offense. Dotson and McLaurin and Dotson had very big game. Curtis, big they have Curtis Samuel too, appearance. and some good running backs. So they they if they get it together, they might be a threat to the Eagles. We'll see. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Vikings took care of the, the wide receiverless Packers, twenty three to twenty seven. Hmm. Um, Giants. <laughs> Giants beat the Titans 21-20 on the return of Saquads Barkley. It's yeah, see him back. I can't can't believe they won that game either. Just you know what? It's the, the kicking nonsense came in right away. Just right away. I'll give you a little hint. Everyone's you know America's favorite segment. We know we all know that I love to torment kickers when they fail and just destroy any chance of winning for their team. But I've had a lot of options to choose from. It was tough. There's a lot of options to choose from. These kickers were just horrific this week. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of weird, like, a lot of teams scored 20, 19, 22, just 26. These aren't, like, where do they get these scores from? Anyways. Uh, Chargers beat the Raiders 24-19. Raiders had a bit of a late surge, which I was hoping for Mm. because I picked them to win. Um, But it wasn't quite enough. really. You did not do well, did you? I mean, Devontae Adams had a good game, so I was that's what I was hoping for. But fair um, enough. Yeah. So uh Chiefs manhandled the Cardinals 44-21. Cardinals Look defense doing looks it. bad. So we'll see if yeah. that's a factor. But yeah, Chiefs. Well, hey, I mean listen, you give your quarterback that big money, you gotta sacrifice in other areas. And JJ Watts hurt, they're in trouble. Yeah. Um Buccaneers took care of the Cowboys 19-3. That game was so boring. Um, that was, yeah, it was terrible. Brady looked fine. Um, Mike Evans had some, you know, some nice catches. He had that one-hander touchdown. It's pretty good. Julio Jones showed up. Showed up. Yeah, Julio Jones was, a... was alive, so that's cool. Um, Listen, whenever whenever in doubt about your career, just go play with Tom Brady and see that's what happens. That's true. And uh, so Dak Prescott uh, we broke a finger or tore a ligament in a finger or something. Something along those lines. But uh, he, uh, they said he had like I think surgery yesterday or today, and he's going to be out four to six weeks. So that's Still pretty, pretty significant. Cowboys I don't know do if Cooper Rush good. can win you six games. So no, I mean the offense looked terrible before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah he Michael Parsons much. was awesome, but outside that, I mean Lawrence showed yeah, up. Parsons, times, is... but I mean, yeah, that the the team is really suspect at the moment. Yeah. There's not much going on there. 
Yeah, and uh, this this might have been my biggest surprise of the week. Um, the Seahawks beat the Broncos seventeen to sixteen. Yeah, um, Russ did not look great. Um, uh, he was rattled. they also rattled. They also drove down the field twice to the end zone and fumbled twice. So that's not it's true. Ideal. It's true. Geno Smith was like seventeen of eighteen in the first half passing. Like it's fucking nuts. Do you think? Um, so. Russ, I mean, obviously the offense had two fumbles on the one-yard line, which you just can't do. But Russ did not look good. Do you think that Russ was expecting to get cheered and have his homecoming moment, and then you know most of the fans booed him and he was just rattled? He just couldn't get past it because I, I think uh, he's such a good guy that he was just coming into this game. I mean, I kind of thought he get cheered, but maybe I'm not living in Seattle. I, I am, was I'm very far away. Very but surprised like, to see that he got booed, and then I heard like apparently just. Like his relationship with Seattle just like really soured last year, so I don't know. And but. to be fair, I mean, listen, I was surprised he got booed. I mean, he's the most. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what the Seahawks were before he got there. You know, Sean Alexander. I think it's about that. That's about it. But um, my guy. But like, I I just feel like he was a good guy. He won. It was the best time they've ever had with him at quarterback. Like they moved on. Matthew Stafford got a you know a hero's welcome to come back and kick their ass. Yeah, and. Uh, Russell Wilson just I don't know I, I think he was just rattled because he expected some love and got hate instead and he doesn't seem like the guy who's who's gonna go in and be like yeah I'm gonna break everyone's heart like Brady I think just stays up night just jerking off to broken like fans souls like he just watches vid- Super Bowl videos of his of other opposing teams fans crying and just has at it he's just like oh my, yeah, my, my wife might be a supermodel but this is what gets me going let, yeah, me, let me see the tears I don't think I want to want a vision to picture that. So you can keep that to yourself. But but getting to my point, Russell Wilson's too good of a guy that I think when he got booed, it just was too much for him. He wasn't ready for it. Mm. He fell on his face in his homecoming. Hey, listen, some people go back home on the homecoming tour and they just they're stone cold killers. Russ is not that guy. We'll see. I think I give him give him a month. I think he needs a month. He's with a brand new team. If he still strives, the Broncos miss the playoffs, then yes, that's going to be a concern. And then I know a lot of people were talking smack on Russell these past two days um, that he's like, maybe he was, maybe he's overrated or something. I'm like, relax. I think he just, I think he just wasn't ready to get booed. Yeah, I don't. Booed. I think there's a lot. He's the ultimate him. good guy. I like Russell. Wilson. Don't get me wrong. He's the ultimate good guy. He was a very beloved figure in Seattle. And he got booed unexpectedly, and I think that threw off his mental psyche. It's a lot to think. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're in WWE, and like you know, the 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 quintessential good guy is bad. Like everyone is just just shocked. Like it's just jaw dropping. Yeah. And I think it was just too much for Russell Wilson to, to bring in. He wasn't ready for the character change. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That wraps up uh, the week one games. Um, so we got. Uh, we'll do. Uh, We'll close out the episode later with our week two picks, obviously, and then the power rankings. But of course, we got to do our each of our our own segments. We have uh, uh, studs and duds provided by yes, Mr. Timothy, Sir Timothy Mullen, and America's uh, favorite. And segment. then we'll do uh, too much whiz by uh, myself, Dakota, with his gazelle's guidance. You know, so love that, love that trade market. All right, so without further ado. Sir Timothy, let's break open the uh, first annual 2022 studs and duds list. Well, uh, back at popular demand, everyone's favorite. What are we? Uh, what are we thinking? What, what mood are you in? You, you happy? You let's down? Do the, do the duds first. So we can end on a happy note. 
Okay, fair enough. That's a, that's a good way of looking at things. All right. So my first dud here, I will, I will just say that this team came in with, a, I wouldn't say a lot of expectations, but compared to what we normally think of them every year, they had some expectations this year. I don't think anyone was picking them to win the division, but there was like, you know, some hope and, you know, people thought that they might be a decent team. Yeah. But man, they just walked out and they were as big of a disappointment as we see every single season. They just were consistently as terrible as we expected. This time they really pushed to the button. There was drop passes, fumbles, just idiotic plays, penalties, complete disaster. Their starting quarterback was out and he was hurt, but the backup quarterback veteran been around the block before even called out his own team saying they just lacked all energy. They had no energy amid, you know, Whenever they try to get something going, they just lacked all energy. And in week one, it's kind of disappointing to see. So to wrap up the whole entire piss-ass performance I saw for the New York Jets this weekend, I'm putting Robert Sala as my third dud. Ah, okay. I like that. I just Did you, did you see the comments? Joe Flacco was like, this team had no energy. It was just very disappointing being out there, blah, blah, blah. They were horrific. Every aspect of that team was horrific in that game against the Ravens. I think they had the worst loss. I mean, there were some teams that lost by more, but the Jets just showed no, no desire to win or capability of winning. Mm-hmm. Moving on. So this guy, um, I already kind of alluded to it a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of kicker mishaps, lots of them. It was just endless. This guy actually so went so far to now he lost his job. He was released today by the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> after missing, oh, missing a brutal kick right at the end of the game they ended up in a tie which i don't think anyone can be proud of i think it would be better if they just lost but rodrigo blankenship went out there had every opportunity in front of wasn't that hard didn't ask too much fall it was an easy shot and just missed it mm-hmm. and ended up losing his job so you know what, what do we say people that lose their job are immediately on the dud list you're week one you got through training camp and now you lost your job that is going to be the biggest kick in the nuts good i mean you go through a training camp and then just get cut week one that's one game check that does oh that's pretty rough on to the last one the guy who actually had an amazing season last year he was incredible so good i mean i think we were all waiting for the next step in elite tier for this guy mm-hmm. was mr joe cool joe burr, joe burr mr super bowl mr afc but, man, he walked out in a divisional matchup. I know it's week one, but divisional matchup, every opportunity to win that game, and he was just rough. Yeah, Joe, four picks. Joe Burr wasn't icy. He was just straight cold and four ineffective. Four interceptions. Yeah. Oh, four interceptions. He had a 6.4-yard average. And they still almost passes. I Well, that's just that. That's something to itself. I mean, the guy, I mean, listen – what about the another part of this is what about this new offensive line that everyone's been tooting and tolerant for? Joe Burrow took the booty ass offensive line he had last year to the Super Bowl. This uh-huh. one ended up giving him seven sacks in the first game of the season, and he went and had through four picks. Still has got a good defense. I mean, you did allude to it a little bit how the Super Bowl loser usually has a sh- really, really tough year in the next year. But I mean, I thought we could at least get a couple wins out of Joe Burrow before he fell apart. Four interceptions is not good. 6.4 yard average, not good. 33 of 53, not good. No. Really rough, rough performance by Joe Burrow in a game they absolutely should have won because they nearly won after getting sacked seven times and having four interceptions. Mm-hmm. But we move on. So 
Talk about, uh, I just said, talk about a, uh, a start to the year. We got the reigning AFC champs, the Super Bowl runner-ups, appearing in the dud list the first week. It's going to be that. Week one was already insane. So the, this season is going to be great. It's going to be like oh, a movie. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. So let's roll in the studs. So obviously, you know, I'm brutal towards the kicking position. Rodrigo Blankenship, RIP, has already appeared on our dead list and is in unemployment. I'm actually going to, in a week that was just horrific for kickers. Yes. Blankenship obviously missed a brutal kick. McPherson, everyone's favorite kicker from last year, missed a tough one. Randy Bullock, to win the game against the New York Giants. And the game was over. It was already done. The announcers were already applauding the efforts the Giants made in making it competitive. He missed the kick. And then Chris Boswell who eventually made up for it, but he also missed the kick to win the game. Now, here's one guy who did show up. He brought the wheelbarrow, put his nuts in it, wheeled it to the stadium, and went and drilled a 60-yard field goal to win the game as a rookie. His first NFL game ever. Uh The only kicker drafted in this past uh, past year's draft. Drafted like the fourth round, wasn't he? I mean, listen, after... After you just saw that whole list of kickers I just mentioned to you, who got you know missed a game-winning kick and Blankenship, who doesn't have a job, this guy showed up and proved that he was worth a draft pick. Went out there, sixty-yard field goal to win the game and yeah. give the Cleveland Browns a W in Week One. Give it up for my boy Cade York, guys, twenty-one years old, mm-hmm. and went and just drilled a sixty-yard <laughs> kick. Like, dude, just welcome to the NFL, man. Yeah, I mean, like. No one cares about kickers, and I'm not saying I'm their biggest fan either, but that's like a quarterback throwing for like six touchdowns. There was some 400 yards. I'm, I'm pretty sure there was some like curve on that, that field goal too. I think it went it out nice. and then came back it was, in. It was, yeah. it was a nice kick. Now listen, yeah. after we saw four different kicks to, you know, that were missed to win the game, uh, all hats off to him. Very mm-hmm. impressive. Moving on to my second stud. This guy, Cade York, you never heard of because I do the deep, you know, deep dive and do my homework. Of course, guys, you never of course. Heard of. Yeah, yeah. This guy you've heard of. This guy is just awesome. And this guy, I think, just reminded everyone that all the hoopla and the excitement for me this year is well worth it. You saw Tyree Kill go get 20 million and Devontae Adams get another whatever, 19 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Open up the bank. Because I went for nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns to start the season. I had 158 yards and two touchdowns at halftime. He just tells you that, but think, no, no, no. I didn't take the foot off the gas pedal. We just, my team didn't want to score anymore. I, well, I was open. I was open yeah. the whole time. Yeah. My team decided we were going to run the ball, you know, run out the clock. So, Mr., I think I'm coming for heads, and I'm going to be the number one wide receiver this year. We got Justin Jefferson at number two. He he was on his demon time, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was nasty. Yeah. Moving on to a guy who was single-handedly the most important player to his team's winning ability this past week, and it's not even close. If you run through his just – not even just, like – the, the whole game he was dominant, but there was multiple moments where he just made an impact and saved that game. You had the overtime drive where the Bengals were throwing to Jamar Chase ball people who had it in his hands and was split. Or actually, I don't think it was Jamar Chase. It was a different wide receiver. But he had it in his hands and was disconnected from the football in the end zone. And then, not even that, the guy went ahead and scored his own touchdown in the beginning of the game. It was, it was a low-scoring affair this game. I think they ended up like... 20 to 17 or something close to that. If you know, it wasn't a lot of points to be had. 
And he, 23 to 20, and he went and scored his own touchdown. And then let's not forget about the most important play, single-handedly, to keep the game going in overtime. Easy, easy, easy chips up field goal. In a week where we saw some horrific kicking, he's like, I can't rely on this kicker to be as terrible as all the other kickers this week, and went and blocked the kick himself. So I'm going with my boy, superstar safety, who also makes huge plays in special teams and scores nearly the same amount of touchdowns as the offense. Minka Fitzpatrick as my number one stud. Okay, I like it with the defense. That's nice. Dude, you look at him, just he scored as many touchdowns as his offense did. He blocked yeah. the game-winning field goal, mm. and he separated the ball from the wide receiver in the end zone in overtime. That is a scoring play, special teams, and defense. Single-handedly, there's not one guy that mattered the most this week than Micah Fitzpatrick. Just the top all 10 safety right there. Final. Oh, my God. I've never seen, like, just individual plays. Like, just scoop it up, score himself, block mm-hmm. the field goal, make the hit. Like, I, shit. The, I mean, there were some other good performances. Don't get me lie. Josh Allen was incredible. But, you know, he had to throw to some people. He had to bob others. Kilo Mack was pretty nice. He had three sacks and, a, yeah. you know, welcome back. To <laughs> welcome back. Saquon <laughs> Barkley was very good, as you alluded to. Yes. But just finding a player that individually yeah. was as good as Mika Fitzpatrick, you just can't. See, see, we go beyond the stats, people. We we dig deep, you know. We got a, a safety and a rookie kicker. So tell me about your tell me about your too much whiz. You got you got enough research right. that I do. Nah, you're. I think you got me beat there. Mine are uh, not yeah, not nearly be. as exciting, but. But yes, let's do another uh, year of the too much whiz. I think we. I think I only started it like halfway through last year, but. I was tired of listening to you talk all the time, so I had to get my own segment, you know? Yeah, 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 so, whatever you want to say. So, as usual, I will uh, – I have three three points to ask Tim, and he will respond Go with ahead. a – is it too much whiz, as in over overlooking, overhype, it's not going to happen, or not enough whiz, as in it's, it's looking good, it's going to happen, stuff like that. So, okay. with that being said, we got first off going back to our birds. So, uh, Mr. AJ Brown had 155 receiving yards against the Lions. Okay. The last time an Eagles receiver had over a thousand yards in a season was 2014. Wow. Do you know who that was? I'm going to say Jeremy Macklin. You would be correct. Look 2014. Jeremy Macklin finished with uh, 1,318 yards. I don't remember him having that many, but hats off to Jeremy Macklin. Um, and he finished ninth in the NFL in receiving yards. Wow. So my question okay. to you, will A.J. Brown ha- surpass that Jeremy Macklin stat of 1,300 yards this season? I'm going to say yes, confidently. Okay. Confidently. So not too much whiz. He- he proved to me multiple times that he is a number one wide receiver. And you know how I knew the answer to that German Mac question was because the Eagles have all had only like three and a half wide receivers that are actually capable of getting to a thousand yards. It's been a very barren position. So now that we have a true yeah. player, I'm excited. I think he's got all the potential. The shame, the Sean Jackson, the, the, the Sean Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Avant trio was pretty good if they all could have stayed healthy and not gotten booted off the team for a couple more years say, but... before chip kelly came around yeah but they were jerry macklin was good i was a big fan of uh you know coming out oh, of yeah, no, me stuff, too. So. But, me too. all right 
So that was the first one. Second one, the Vikings beat the Packers, obviously. Correct. And there was a very, uh, very bad play of Aaron Rodgers throwing a bomb. Perfect. On the money bomb. Yeah. You check it on our Instagram. Uh, I actually put the video up because it was hilarious. Because um, everyone kept telling me, oh, the Packers receivers are underrated. They're going to be they're going to be sneaky good this year. No, no, no. And, and the guy just had it in his hands and just straight up just dropped dropped the pass yeah he, he was a rookie receiver yeah so <laughs> with that in mind and rogers didn't like look pissed um too much whiz the packers are in trouble at wide receiver and will need to make a big trade for a wide receiver to be able to compete in their division oh well i mean i thought you were going to say too much whiz aaron Rodgers right hooks one of his wide receivers by week four <laughs> which I probably would have, you know, I definitely said, you know, not too much there, but I think it's pretty obvious that their wide receivers stink. We all knew that. So I'm yeah. not saying, I'm saying no, not too much was mm. this team. I'd really think is going to struggle unless they make another move. I, I, I don't know what move that's going to be. I don't know what wide receivers going to suddenly become available, but they stink. Their offense stinks. I don't care who Aaron Rodgers is. None of them, those wide receivers scare me. Yeah. They need a little bit, something more. Yeah, you got a washed up Randall Cobb and then a bunch of question marks and Sammy Watkins. I forgot he was in the NFL, but he was out there. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens when Alan Lazard comes back. That's what we're gonna tie our whole oh, uh oh, oh, whole wagon to. <laughs> um all right. And then my last point. We had uh Kansas City, like we said before, throttled Arizona. Um, yeah. the Chiefs scored 44 points and had 488 yeah. yards of offense. They did too much whiz. The Chiefs will be just as good as they normally are on offense and won't skip a beat without Tyreek Hill for the rest of the season. Oh, no, I, th- I definitely think that they'll be fine. I think they will be plenty fine, not too much whiz. Oh, wow. I said this when they when the Tyreek Hill trade happened, you can't like the point of having a 45 million dollar a year quarterback is that. You don't need a $30 million a year wide receiver for a successful offense, let alone a tight end that is good as Travis Kelsey sure. with Patrick Mahomes. He, the money you're giving him, the you give him the player he is, he should be plenty fine working with whatever you give him and they will be able to score points. Aaron, Andy Reid's still there. Travis Kelsey who's still a number one option is there. They'll be fine. I'm not worried. All right. All right. So that was, uh, all three were not too much whiz. So that's, uh, it's good to, good to it's see. It's week one. It's week one. Week one, yeah. We're early. Keep my early. options open. All right. That being said, we will roll right into our power ranking. So a little bit of a uh, bit of movement here. Um, let me just make sure I have uh, last week's so I can kind of compare the two. Um, so last week, um, our top four remain unchanged. So we have the Bills at one, Chiefs at two. Oh, no, I lied. Okay. I already lied. The, the number one remains the same. Bills came in at number one. Uh, we have the Chiefs moving up from six all the way to two this this week. Um, then we have Deserved. the Bucks and the Chargers staying respectively at three and four. Yeah. The Rams drop from two to five. Still the Rams, so I think they'll be fine. But they did lose. That. They were and they didn't they look good. Horrible, so. but they're still talented. Yes. Um, so we have uh, the Ravens jump into the power rankings after a strong performance mm. uh, at number six. 
we have uh I, go ahead i think this this three teams all next year i told you this already they're teams that are one they're one to know teams that everyone thought would be good but are surprised how good they look we won is the way i break down this next three teams category okay uh then uh number seven uh we have the philadelphia eagles i did not expect see? us to be putting them at seven already but see like um, i said one win teams that we thought would be good but surprised how good they look in week one yeah i mean depending on how they play against the vikings they might drop either out of the power rankings or maybe move up who knows so hey we got seven versus eight right yeah and uh, number eight the vikings also jumping into the power rankings for the first time they looked pretty good they they're they're very they're kind of like the Eagles too, where like that offense has so many weapons. Um, I do think the Vikings have a stronger defense, yeah. at least in the middle. Like they have really good linebackers, um, good D line. We'll see. I think Eagles have better corners, which love saying that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, number nine, we have the Bengals dropped from five all the way to nine after the the Joe Burr went went frozen. And uh, that's gonna be a trivia uh, question next year. We we do the wrap up and then year. Who was week one's number one dive? Keep number it in one mind. And then at number ten, uh, we have the New Orleans Saints jumping up into the rankings. So Denver is out. Green Bay yeah. is out. Deserved. Deserved. And San Francisco is out. And in came the Ravens, Vikings, and Saints. San Francisco, I'll give a pass. I mean, They're like I eleven curious. or twelve, probably. I mean, the game was like downpouring. I don't. I don't think anyone was going to do too good in that game. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? We'll see what happens. So, all right, let's finish it up. Yep. Roll right into game picks, and then uh, call it an episode. All righty. So, starting with the uh, Thursday night game, it's a good one. Chargers good versus one. the Chiefs. I'll let you. You go first. For you go first, and I, then uh, I'll go first. Flop. I think they both look really good. But one looked better than the others. Um, I think one is more established. I think the other one's still finding their way, especially on defense. I mean, you got new players like Mac and Jackson. But I think the Chiefs win this this Thursday. I think they've circled this one and they're ready to remind everyone that the Chiefs. Really, I do. I, uh, I I agree. I think the oh, keeping I, me I on that trying, seat. For yeah, nothing. I was just trying to confuse you. I think the Chargers. Uh, I think it'll be. I think the. I would not be surprised if the Chargers have a lead at half and we're looking good. And then the Chiefs are like, all right, we're going to win this game now. So I think it'll be close. I definitely think it's going to be high scoring, but I think Mahomes and the, Ch- and the Chiefs pull this one out. Yeah. Um, then we have the uh, Patriots and the Steelers. Oof. <laughs> this one's a tough one. Yeah. Um, uh, well, hold on. You I know go what? First now. I go oh, first go ahead. Now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got eager. I uh, I mean the Patriots. I think they started out zero two last year as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know. Steelers played well against a good team in the Bengals, even though you know Joe Bird played rough. I'm, you know what? I don't. I don't. I have more question marks on this on the Patriots than I do the Steelers, even though Mitch Trubisky's playing. But I'll, I'll ride with the Steelers. Yeah, I. Uh... I think I'm going to take the Steelers as well. I think their defense – well, now T.J. Watt's out, so that's a big concern. That is a concern, But I think their yes. defense is um, good enough to win this game for them. I think the Patriots are still going through some stuff. Okay. This uh, defense coordinator and special team coach calling plays doesn't seem to be a great idea. Yeah, it's a little little weird. Um, 
All right, next game, another doozy. Panthers at the Giants. Oh, I, I'm taking the Panthers here. The Giants got one ridiculous win that they shouldn't have gotten. Um, Randy Bullock just completely ch- choked. I think the Panthers, I, like I said, they're still my team, my surprise team, so I think they win this one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I don't think the Giants are going to do that. I, I mean, if they, they, if they win a gusty game it. again, then, you know, there's cause for, you know, I'll listen up, to it. But yeah, <laughs> they should have lost that game. The announcers literally, as Randy Bullock's lining up the kicks, like, just like, oh, we're so happy with how the Giants have fought. Really proud of this team. I mean, they're they're not the rollover Giants that we're used to. And then you're like, oh, damn, they won the game. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Um, next game, we have the, geez, a lot of doozies. Jets at the Browns. Um, I think the Browns showed that they can do enough to win with the roster besides bad quarterback play or mediocre quarterback play. And the Jets looked really bad. And um, I don't think they'll play better until Zach Wilson's back in. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson's like amazing because I don't think he, I think he has a lot of growing to do, but um, I'll take the Browns here. Yeah. I mean, I ripped the Jets earlier um, and I think the Browns are a good roster just with a bad quarterback. So I'm taking the Browns. Next game, we have the Colts at the Jaguars. This has to be the Colts. I feel like the you lost that you well, you, you lost. I mean, that's the way it's a tie against the Texans. You lost. There's no way you can lose to two AFC South bottom feeders and without the city revolting. So I'm taking the Colts. All right. Yeah, I'm also taking the Colts because literally the same reason. Unless they tie, they go 0 0 and 2 to start the year. That'd be different. I worry about the safety of the you know city of Indianapolis if that happens. Yeah. Well, next game is the Dolphins at the Ravens. Um, mm. This should be a good one. Um, in uh, in Maryland, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I think I think they'll uh, take care of business. Okay. Well, you took the Ravens, so I'm gonna go the other way. Okay. I thought the the Dolphins looked pretty explosive with Hill and Waddle, so we see it again. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think maybe they get in a shootout with Lamar and a team that wants to run the ball. And they're able to score quickly, and the Ravens cannot. So I'll take the Dolphins. All right. Um, <clears throat> next game we have is the Buccaneers versus the Saints. Oof, this one's this, tough. This could be one of those upset games. Yeah, you know what? I, I think you're right about that. I, uh, I do get the upset vibe. I'm going to roll my own. I'm going to roll my my uh, my dice here and say the, the Saints win this one. All right, I was going to do whichever one you didn't do, so I'll take the Bucks. <laughs> I think that the Saints steal this one. I didn't want to take the Dolphins in week one when I thought, you know, this is the one they're going to take, but I'm going to talk myself into this one. Yeah. Um, next game, we have the Commanders at the Lions. Hmm. Hmm. Do the Lions... They put up a good fight. I can fight. tell you right now. I think they put up a good fight, but I'm taking the commanders. I think this is the Carson Wentz uh, media takeover after he wins another game. Well, just to be different, I'll take the Lions then since I was pondering it. So there you go. You know, you didn't see committal. No. Next game is the uh, first four o'clock game. We have Seattle at San Francisco. Oh, I, I think this is going to be San Fran. They're at home, they're getting a, a 
horrible team that somehow managed to win on Monday Night Football and they're coming off a rough loss. Give me the Niners. I don't know. Their defense played pretty decent, honestly. I mean, they gave up a lot of yards, I still think. I mean, Russell Wilson was shook. He was a good guy that wasn't prepared mm. to be bad. Yeah, what was uh, – Juno Smith had a really good quote after the game, though. What was it he said? He said, people kept writing me off. I just never wrote back or something like that. Like, oh. Damn. Well, hey, let Gina Smith have his moment. But yeah, and then he's going to go back to being mediocre yeah. right after this. It's this this is the Niners. This is the, yeah, the real defense. Although the Broncos were supposed to be a good defense, so we'll see. But yeah. Um, next game is the Falcons at the Rams. I think the Rams get back on track here. If they start 0 2, there's going to be some questions. So I'll take no. Them. They're not going to. They're not going to be 0 2 against the Rams. I'll take the uh, the Rams or 0 2 against the Falcons. I'm sorry. Yeah um next game is the uh cardinals at the raiders which team is going to start Ooh, two? two teams that come off tough loss to the afc west powerhouses i'm going to take the raiders i was a little more impressed with them i was a little more impressed with them than i was the cardinals in week one um come on stick to your convictions go against me no i wanted to take the raiders but you think yeah I mean, a washed-up Patrick Peterson's not going to be able to hang with Devontae Adams. You're probably right about that. I know he's on. No, no, Patrick Peterson's on the on the Vikings. I don't even know who the Cardinals cornerbacks are. That's that's even worse. Um, yeah, this is this is tough. I I want to pick. I'm going to go with the Raiders because I. There you go. I think they're the better team on offense. Well, this I, is the only. They still want Devontae. Is, uh, what's his name? Um, DeAndre Hopkins still isn't back for the Cardinals, so right about that. We'll see. This um, is the only way you're not going to be seven to nine week two is if you follow my lead. So go ahead. All right. Yeah. All right. What do I got next here? Well, you picked first, so now it's my turn. But yeah, Texans and the Broncos. I think, I think it's another weirdly close game for Denver, but I think Broncos win. I think that the Niners Rams playing at home are going to have get-right games. I think the Broncos, who are also playing at home, are going to have get-right games. I think all three of those teams were high expectation of the year, fell on their face in week one, mm-hmm. and are playing bad teams at home this week. Get-right game for Denver Broncos. All righty. Next game we have is the Bengals at the Dak Prescott-less Cowboys. Oh, no, the Cowboys stink with Dak. They're definitely not going to win without them. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm taking uh, taking the Bengals. Then we have the Bears at the Packers. You know what? I'm going to be fun. I'm going to take the Bears because Aaron Rodgers and that wide receiver course stink. Well, this was Bears my turn two and over. first, but you go I know, ahead. but I, I, I was going uh, left <laughs> field, so I figured I'd go first. Uh, okay, well, I'll take the Packers then. I don't. I mean, they. I feel like they always start out slow, but. Bears aren't that good. I think they just got lucky. So, fair enough. Next well, game, Mister Optimism. So, apparently we, we have apparently we have two Monday night games. Unless I'm reading this incorrectly. No, you are right. I don't understand. I thought that was a week one kind of thing they did. That's what but... I thought. Oh well. Seven fifteen on Monday, we have the Titans at the Bills. What are you thinking there, Timothy? I'm thinking I'm disappointed that there's two Monday night football games. The Eagles are playing in one of them, and me being five hours ahead. Um, mm. makes me even more probably. mad that the Eagles yeah, but the Eagles are, I'd have to stay up late the Eagles are uh, are the late game for whatever reason, they're not much of an East Coast team, or a West Coast team but here we are playing the late slot so 
uh i'll be i'll be watching the bills and titans game and moaning groaning that i've stayed up for two more hours to watch the eagles but the bills will win yeah i don't didn't think twice about that one um and then uh this one i'm a little torn on but we got the vikings versus the eagles eagles home opener monday night 8 30 i gotta go i mean i gotta go with the birds it's, oh without doubt yeah i i do I, I would not be surprised if the vikings won but I, I just want to see how they play. If they lose a close game, but they like played well and just missed a couple opportunities, that'll be okay. If they get blown out for some reason, I'll be concerned. But I mean, listen, Jalen Hurts was able to get win a shootout 38 to 35 against the Lions. This is going to be a real shootout. Uh, I just, after seeing what our defense did against the Lions, I'm worried about how we're going to stop Jefferson to Cook. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, that'll yeah, wrap up on, our, our week two. On to uh, next week. Yeah, that wraps up week two um first three weeks are always going to be unpredictable i'm pretty sure last year our our pick rankings uh started out really slow and then we ended up like picking up steam and like obviously improved our own records but um yeah we'll have a guest on for uh for everyone and uh you and nick both went nine and seven i went seven and nine not the uh love it not the best but i do have my uh my buddy mike is going to be he did one last year uh he'll be doing week two and i'll just run through his picks real quick he's got the chiefs patriots panthers browns colts ravens buccaneers lions 49ers rams but he also took the raiders all three on the raiders broncos um he he picked the Bengals and then quoted fuck dallas um (laughs) he said packers if lazard plays that they'll win now he's got the bills oh and he picked the vikings and said, this one bag. hurts, pun intended. Oh, that's cute. Well, I he hope he's fine too. Damn. Yeah. All right, well, hey, we'll see how it goes. Week one was fun. I hope week two is even better. So until next time. Yep. Until next time. Peace. Peace out.